Hello and welcome to this week's Denver Homes Market Report. I am super excited to be with you here this week. For all of you who are currently subscribed to the Denver Homes Market Report, I really want to thank you. If this is your first time tuning in, or if you have yet to subscribe, I hope today's podcast compels you to join in on the fun each week. Before we jump into the meat and potatoes of today's subject, let's take a minute to reflect on the past three episodes. This is our fourth week, and so far we have covered the city of Edgewater, just west of Sloan's Lake. We also spent some time on the history behind Jefferson Park and how that wonderful neighborhood was shaped in part due to the floods of the 1800s. Then, of course, my own beloved neighborhood of La Alma Lincoln Park and all the cool eateries and eclectic art galleries with the creation of the Arts District on Santa Fe. So if you have not heard these previous episodes, they are all right here on Spotify. Okay, so let's get on with today's topic of discussion, the fun and hip neighborhood of Baker, where I tend to find myself spending much of my time and money in the South Broadway area. Speaking of which, this physical distancing is really putting a dent into our beloved restaurants, local shops, and brew pubs. I'm looking forward to at least starting to open some of these back up. However, I also want us to be really smart and calculated in doing so. The worst thing we could do is open up too quickly and relapse into this whole mess all over again. So let's get our city back open slowly and smartly. So the neighborhood of Baker. Why Baker? And where in the heck is Baker? Let's start there. Today, Baker starts out from its north border. You have West 6th Avenue, then running south along South Platte River and I-25 to Mississippi, then east to South Broadway, and back up to 6th Avenue. This is a fairly large neighborhood by Denver's standards, bordering much of Westwash Park, Spear, and of course, La Alma Lincoln Park to its north. Now, Baker got its first subdivision way back in 1872. This was right along Santa Fe Drive, running south of 6th Avenue. West 6th Avenue actually was known as Arapahoe Route 30. This was an instrumental path for the commerce being conducted along the wagon road during the pinnacle of the Pikes Peak Gold Rush. In the 1880s, residential development took off with the help of William Byers and his wife Elizabeth. Mr. Byers was a land surveyor, and a portion of the neighborhood was just north of Alameda was annexed into the city of Denver in 1883. This area was developed with hundreds of 19th century brick houses, and actually 39 buildings were designed by locally renowned architect William Lang. In fact, more than 80% of this neighborhood was developed before the year 1900. So you may be asking yourself, okay, so William Byers was the surveyor, William Lang was the prominent architect. So if these two were the early developers, why the name Baker? Where the heck did we get Baker? Believe it or not, we didn't get the name until the 1970s, when the city of Denver chose to name the neighborhood after the Baker Junior High School, which subsequently was named after the president of the University of Colorado back at the turn of the century, James Hutchins Baker who never lived in Baker. <laughs> and as far as Baker Junior High, well, that school is now the Denver Center for International Studies. So the land and location of Baker has a rich history. However, the name Baker came much, much later. There is another notable figure associated with the area 
we, we now know as Baker. This is huge. Just think of the times we were in back in 1859 with this gentleman, James Beckworth. Mr. Beckworth was a former slave and now free man. James, as he was commonly known, was born in April 26, 1798, or perhaps 1800. The exact date remains a mystery. Proper records were not always kept. Sadly, this was even more true for slaves. James died in October of 1866. However, in this lifetime, this remarkable man was known as a fur trapper, a mountain man, and he is credited with the discovery of the Beckworth Pass, which goes through the Sierra Nevada mountains near Reno, Nevada. James also settled land just south of where William Byers had settled in the same year, back in 1859, just seven years before his death. So the area is quite significant to the development of Denver, the gold rush, and subsequent commerce that went along with it. That tradition was carried on through the ages. In fact, the area was so significant that 30 blocks were designated a historic district. The district is huge and actually not very well defined. This district is alley by alley, block by block, roughly starts out about Fifth Avenue, runs south along both sides of Bannock Street, almost to Alameda, then it runs west of Broadway and about as far west as Fox Street at its widest point. This area mostly includes homes that were developed between 1873 to 1937. The architecture reflects these decades of the late 19th and early 20th century, featuring those Queen Anne, eclectic Victorians, classic cottages, Denver squares, and of course bungalows. You'll also find some colonial and Gothic revival as well. I love that Gothic revival. It's just creepy and cool all at the same time. One of the reasons I mentioned the Baker Historic District today is there are some special considerations one must consider when buying a home in a historic district. There are additional layers of review for almost any project that you may want to do to your home. Land uses may be protected, and you may or may not be able to do some of those modifications that you desire. So, if you are planning on buying a home in a designated historic district, there are some pluses and some potential negatives, depending on your aspirations for your property. There could be some roadblocks and some things you just cannot do. The benefits are many. One of the main benefits is that you may find your home and its surrounding homes very desirable. There is a good chance that future homeowners will also need to go through the same extra layers of approval, which are there to safeguard the homes and keep within the characteristics and style of the neighborhood. Now on the opposite end of the coin, let's say that you, what in your eyes is an amazing design for a new fence. You submit your design for your permit and your idea does not coincide with the Denver landmark structures and district guidelines. This can be a huge point of frustration, particularly if when you purchased the property, you did not thoroughly conduct your due diligence and were somehow unaware of these limitations. Luckily, these are all spelled out in your deed and through the title company, which hopefully you utilized during the purchase where you would have been informed of these facts. You know, your realtor or real estate professional, they may have some firsthand knowledge, but we are not allowed to quote unquote practice law and deed restrictions and title insurance are not within our realm of real estate. 
You really need to take it seriously when you are advised to seek legal counsel for legal matters and tax professionals for help when it comes to taxes. Neither of those are covered by your realtor or your real estate professional. We are simply not licensed to practice law or advise on tax matters. Okay, now that I have totally bummed you out that you could not build your beautiful fence, you can also relish in the fact that the crazy idea that your neighbor had to modify the roof line on their home was also not approved. And thank goodness, because it was a hideous design. Okay, let's talk about what makes Baker, well, Baker. You will likely come to know, or maybe you already know this area of Baker, as it's more commonly referred to as South Broadway. Broadway is really where all the action is. <clears throat> you know, historically, Denver's red light district was known to be near Market and 20th. However, in and around the turn of the century, there was a push by the city of Denver to rid the city center of the sketchy bars and prostitution. Many of these operations moved south to the South Broadway area, where, of course, they ended up having their share of debauchery, libations, and quote-unquote massage, particularly in and around post-World War II and the 50s and 60s. You know, let's fast forward to the mid-1980s. The Baker Historic District was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Baker has become one of the most desirable neighborhoods in Denver. Today, you'll find no shortage of boutique shops, restaurants, bars, all along South Broadway. One of my favorites is the Irish Rover. They have all sorts of specials throughout the week. Their burgers are some of the best in town. They have an awesome happy hour, which goes till 7 p.m., even on the weekends. They also serve up some amazing $1 tacos on Tuesdays. You know, funny, I haven't eaten a lot of Irish fare there. Oh wait, I take that back. I did have Irish breakfast with a pint uh, for brunch not long ago on the rooftop deck. They are still open, even now during the pandemic but for to-go orders only. So please show some love for the Irish Rover during this time. There is another really unique dining experience where you can indulge in all-you-can-eat sushi and hot pot at Rolls by Chubby Cattle, who, by the way, are also open for takeout and delivery during this time. Then, of course, you have the very fun and delicious Voodoo Donuts with some silly names and creative toppings, which will have you coming back again and again. Okay, I could spend all day telling you about South Broadway and all the shops and restaurants along there. I'm gonna ask that you simply get out as soon as we can safely do so and check this neighborhood out. So let's jump into some numbers. For those of you who know me, you know I like to keep numbers simple here on the podcast. So if you want more detailed information on any of the homes we are getting ready to talk about, or if you have your own li uh, list of wants and needs in your ideal home, simply shoot me a private message, either here through my podcast or through my Facebook page, Ricky Schoonover, S-C-H-O-O-N-O, -O -O, V as in Victor, E-R. My Facebook page is Ricky Schoonover, Nostalgic Homes Group Compass. Tell me exactly what you're looking for in your new home, or perhaps you currently own a home and are thinking of selling. Either way, I'll be happy to guide you through this market. Okay, so currently here in Baker, we have 15 properties listed for sale, six of which are single family homes or houses. 
Then we have another nine attached homes, which are comprised of either condos or townhomes. This week, I'm going to highlight just two listings. Let's pull the highest price listing and the lowest price listing. So let's start with the most expensive. The most expensive listing here in Baker right now is a home listed at 424 Acoma Street. This is a condo, so not a house for the most expensive listing. This condo features two bedrooms, three bathrooms, and 2,626 square feet of living space, along with two heated and lighted parking spaces in the underground garage. Wow, so you get heated parking. That's nice for when you need to head out into the cold. At least your car is not freezing. And for $899,000, you too can live in the beautiful Watermark Village luxury residences. Now, you'll also need to budget in for your HOA, which runs almost $1,400 per month. These are truly beautiful homes in a great location just south of Fifth Avenue and one block west of Broadway. You can jump right on the Cherry Creek Trail either for a nice run or a nice bike ride. Okay, we also want to talk about the most affordable listing in Baker. This again is a condo, very nice, uh, Baker Commons condos. Actually, it's just down the street from the most expensive listing. However, this one is one bedroom, one bath. It is 890 square feet of living space. You do get a parking space. I'm so sorry, it's not covered, nor is it heated. But there's also a storage space, which could be nice to keep that bike handy. Some nice bike rides along Cherry Creek. This one is listed at $325,000, and instead of the nearly $1,400 per month, your HOA is just $326 per month. This is a nice size condo, nice location right there near Broadway and 3rd Avenue. Seems like a really good deal. So like I mentioned, if you want more information on either one of these, or you'd like to schedule a private showing, uh, send me a private message either here on my Facebook page, or of course, you can always call me. My number here is 720-688-5110. I'll be happy to get you whatever information you may need. All right, well, here we are. Another podcast down for the Denver Homes Market Report. Today is April 23rd. If you are subscribed to me, then you know that next week is the last day of April. I will be spending my time this week pulling all the data for the month of April and compiling it here for you. This will really give you a clear picture of the real estate market with all that's going on. If you heard my Edgewater podcast when we had Jackson Riggs of the Mortgage Network join us, then you may have been just as shocked as she and I were on just how resilient the real estate market had held up in March. I know just this last week, I put my listing at 15 Dudley Street near the Belmar shopping area under contract. I conducted a Facebook Live virtual open house, had the inspections done, and it was a ton of fun, and hopefully that contract continues smoothly to sail to the closing table. So tune in next week as we go over all the end of April data and get you up to speed on just where this market is at this point in time. As always, I thank you for listening and subscribing. This is Ricky Schoonover, Nostalgic Homes Group Compass. Have a safe week as it looks like we are going to start relaxing some of these restrictions. Please wear your single-use gloves, your masks, take all advised precautions 
so we can continue to open up our economy safely and methodically. I'm already looking forward to you tuning in next week.